Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. We could give the worship team a better clap than that, couldn't we? Yes. Good morning again. It is nice to be back. I am a little bit funny sounding apparently, but I'll just, maybe it's just me that thinks I sound funny. It was the last two weeks were a bit of an adventure. Uh, Thank you, Holly, for looking after all of us. Um, That was not fun for anyone. And thank you, John, for jumping in last week at the uh, middle of the week notice. That was polite of us, very polite. And then the politeness was extended to me this week uh, in the middle of the week on Wednesday when I got the email saying this week's speaker uh, was down with COVID. Um, <laughs> so on Wednesday, Wednesday morning I got the text and I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm backish. So I talked to Holly and said I'd better get into it. Talked to Barry and said, yeah, yeah I've got this sorted. Um, and so I sat down at about 10.30 in my office, which is also my bedroom on my bed, and um, the theme, the Holy Spirit brings words. And so I, I, I write out this intro, you know, just saying what's been going on. And go, all right, God, here we go. Holy Spirit brings words. Lay it on me. And nothing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and waiting and nothing. And so now it's 11.30, so a, a very productive 90 minutes. Um, and it's time to help um, with the kids kids' lunch. So I go down and, and, and make Lexi her toasted sandwich, um, and Holly's got Brady's uh, lunch sorted, so then back up to the bedroom, and nothing. I'm like, hello, Holy Spirit rings words. <laughs> Are we having a sermon this week? Um, and so at midday on Wednesday, I decided that there's no sermon this week, so have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. You can now go home early. Um, I don't know why you're laughing, like, at least three people shot out the door already. How often do we come to God, and we want it all on our timing, eh? We come on our timing, um, and sometimes we just need to sit that little bit longer. Sometimes we need to say, God, you have all of my attention, not just the next 90 minutes. I'm not speaking for 90 minutes today. Not just the next moment, but, but God, I am here. Speak to me. And when we come to God with no agenda, I think that's when we hear um, him speak a little bit clearer. Turn with me to Genesis 11 if you want to. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves, with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united, and they all speak the same language. After this... Nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. 
In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. This is why the city was called Babel, because this is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In that way, he scattered them all over the world. That's a funny one. That's a, that's a funny one to talk about, that the Holy Spirit brings words. And I want you to just try and put yourself in this time. See if you can imagine it. Everyone's speaking the same language and using the same words. Now I wonder, because they use the same language, I wonder if they also understood each other. Because there's one thing to all speak the same, but do we all hear the same? Do we all understand the same? I love what you said, Ariel. I'd like to speak English coherently. Yes, wouldn't we all? Because then we'd understand what people are saying. I love, uh, be, be careful how I say this. The worst part of pre-marriage counseling was when uh, Holly and I had our communication session and we found out how differently we spoke to each other. Now, I love doing pre-marriage counseling now because the confusion and the ah oh, moments on often the husband's face when they understand that they don't have a clue what the wife has actually been saying. It's very fascinating when people go, ah, oh, that's what you mean. So they might have been speaking the same language. They seem to be united. They communication might have been okay, but they had a little bit of a difference of what they should have been doing. And this is why we see. So, so we're back to Babel, right? That's a little aside. Try and understand each other when you're talking. The people are migrating east and they've found this plain and they're settled there. In these times, it's pretty common practice for when you settle at a place, you get the town sorted, you, you put your tents up. And then one of the first things you do is you build a tower. You build a temple to set up for your God. And in this time, these, these towers, they were known as ziggurats. And they were, there were lots of them built around. You can read about all these famous ziggurats that, that have been built. And these are built to the, to the, as high as you can. And they have a gate at the top so that the God of whoever you're building it for can pass through from the heavenly realms, can walk down your tower and, and unleash his blessing on you or unleash his curse on you. And, and this is what... Uh, this is commonplace in the town. So there's a whole lot of towers with a whole lot of uh, access to God realms. You know, this is what they're for. But, but these people, these people have built things a little bit differently because this tower wasn't made for a God. Come, let us make a great city for ourselves. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. So this... Genesis 11, this is about 2,000 years after the Garden of Eden, right? After Adam and Eve have been removed from the garden for doing something similar. After they chose their way over God's way, after seeking the knowledge to make themselves equal with God and choosing, choosing their path over God's path. And here, 2,000 years later, their descendants, they're making the same mistakes, elevating themselves to the status of God and reminding God one more time that humanity really doesn't think we need Him. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower and the people that the people were building. Look, He said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. Is, he's a 
he's a bit of an egg, isn't he? Like, you, you look at this, it's like, God, what are you doing? Like, haven't you wanted the people to be united? Isn't unity one of the things that we're speaking about in church that, that you want for your people? And here you're like, oh, no, the people are united. I better do something about it. It, it reads a little bit strange. And that might be because the way that we're reading it is just in plain English. And so we have to go a little bit deeper. The people are united. But their desire is not one that is life-giving. It is a selfish, human-first, me-first attitude that got humanity into trouble in the first place and still gets us in trouble today because they were united in replacing God. They were united in building something that would allow them to pass into the heavenly realms based on their understanding. And God knew what God has always known is that when humans leave it to themselves and leave God out of the picture, that we get chaos. God is wanting unity. Don't get me wrong. But God is wanting unity with himself and with each other. And it has been that way from the start. And it will be that way until his return, and it will be that way through eternity. It's not one or the other, it's both. And here at Babel, humans were just interested in unity with each other. Nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Can you imagine for a moment, imagine what the world might look like with a selfish humanity in charge, with a population set on being famous, that could work together to get whatever they wanted, whatever they wanted to happen could happen. It's terrifying to think about. I imagine we'd see some people rise up who wanted to be more famous than the rest of them. We'd probably see some fighting over land. We'd possibly see technology used to enhance uh, the lifestyles of select groups while exploiting others. We might see terrifying weapons used that can wipe out whole cities at the press of a button. We might see diseases weaponized. See, I'm not convinced that this future with a humanity united to itself, with God left in the background, is actually all that exciting a future to live in. And so God did what God knows best. And he does what's best for humanity. He knows their selfish ambition. He knows that their choices will lead to destruction. And he shows graciousness. He brought words to them. Lots of words. Lots of languages. So they couldn't understand each other. So they couldn't continue on their own selfish path. Come, let us go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. This is why the city was called Babel, because this is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. And these humans, they went away, and they worked out their own futures. And more often than not, they still did it without God. They still lived their selfish ambition. And we can read in the scriptures of groups rising up and expanding their empires. We see groups becoming wealthy and others becoming exploited. We see wars and weapons. And we see these little pockets of unity. But it was the same unity that was there at Babel. Unity to each other. 
with humanity leaving out God. But God's graciousness continued to those who looked to him, because there were some who continued to look to him. And about 4,000 years after Babel, God himself came. He came to earth, but not through a towered gateway that had been built to the heavens, but through a servant girl who knew who God was and wanted to follow his will. And Jesus was born, and he lived his life, showing what would happen when humanity lived united to God through the Holy Spirit. And he lived a life somewhat united to people, Hey, but often where there was no unity, that was the people's fault. Often that was the fault of the Pharisees, the religious folk, who still thought they had a handle on how God was wanting them to live and how he was wanting them to operate. But story after story in the Gospels is where Jesus performs miracles, showing what can happen when the words that Holy Spirit brings are the words that guide humanity. We see withstanding temptation. We see casting out demons. We see healing sick. We see resurrections. A lot of you will know these stories because they're our gospel stories. And if you are here today and don't know these gospel stories, please come see me afterwards. We have Bibles at the back, which we can start to invite you on a little reading adventure to learn these stories of well as well as where Jesus, through Holy Spirit, is united with God and united with people. And we see these miracles happen. And then Jesus speaks these confusing words towards the end of John. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, he tells the disciples. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Can you imagine at that time you have Jesus with you? He's, he's performing these miracles. He's, he's doing this incredible stuff. And he's like, actually, it's best that I'm not here. Confusing again. But that's because the disciples said he, they, they don't understand. Other translations have this to say for the, for the advocate, the comforter, the helper, the counselor. Jesus is talking about Holy Spirit. The one who has guided him, the one who has sustained him, is about to be available once Jesus goes. And maybe, just maybe then, humanity might grasp this unity that is desired between humanity and between humanity and God. And so Jesus goes and performs the rest of his earthly tasks. After showing us how to live in unity with God, after showing us that God has a better way, even when our way feels too tough, God's way looks tough but is the best way to go, we see Jesus go to the cross. And the sin from the garden that divided God and humanity, and the sin that we continue to do each day, it was all paid for on his act on the cross. The sin offering was made by God himself to remove the divide that was there. God doesn't look at us anymore as sinners. He looks at us through Jesus sees his perfect son's sacrifice that makes us holy. And after Jesus rose again to beat death to do you know, his last earthly task, <laughs> just a small one, he says to the disciples, wait here 
for the counsellor to come. Wait here for the advocate to come. And then Acts 2 happens. The Spirit came, and much like at the Tower of Babel, there were a lot of different languages being spoken. And again, these languages were being given by God. Acts 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Look at these similarities between Pentecost and Babel. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. And as they, all the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. At Babel, all the people were there. They were all there, and they were together. At Pentecost, all God's people were there and together. At Babel, humanity was united together to make itself famous, to leave God behind and make a name for itself. Come, let's build a great city for ourselves and a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. At Pentecost, the disciples were united together to wait for Holy Spirit. Luke 24, 49 tells us, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. At Babel, God's response to a humanity that wanted to replace him was to bring words of confusion. Come, let's go and confuse the people with different languages that they won't be able to understand each other. At Pentecost, God's response to humanity that sought unity with him was to bring words of clarity. Now there were, now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't, we, aren't all of those who are speaking Galileans? then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? God has always sought unity with his people and with himself. And through Holy Spirit is always looking for ways to speak to his people. In my last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. At Babel, there was desire for fame and prestige and to leave God behind. Though God's spirit, this, through God's spirit, this side of the cross, God gives us the words that build up and courage and unite with a focus on serving rather than dominating. And the Holy Spirit continues to bring words and give words that drive us towards unity with each other and unity with God. And God tells us in his word that we should continue to desire and ask for these words from him. 1 Corinthians 14 tells us, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives especially the ability to prophesy. He's telling us to desire these things. Asking, uh, He's telling us to ask for these things. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by a power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. 
But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that would be helpful. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into an empty space. There are many languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So if anyone who speaks in tongues should pray, oh, so anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. That whole passage was Paul telling the church, seek to build up the church through the gifts that God has given. Seek unity, seek love and seek unity and help build up each other. The Spirit gives words and the Spirit invites us into joining with God and joining with each other with these words that he gives. As you seek more of God, and as you seek more of Holy Spirit's guidance in your life, there will be times where he speaks. And there will be times where he wants you to join him and speak those words out. That's what open space is for, right? That's what open space is for. And sometimes we'll get that feeling that we have a, a something that is, is it from God or is it from me? And maybe we don't speak it. Maybe... We, we, don't, we want to get it right, right? But, but this is a place where we get to practice. Where if we think it's from God, just, just run through this quickly. Is it encouraging for people? Is it building up the church? Is it going to bring more unity? Is it filled with love? If it ticks those boxes, it could be God or it could be from you. But if it ticks those boxes, share it because it's going to build up the church. If it doesn't tick those boxes, maybe hold off on it. Maybe go talk to an elder or a pastor and say, how do I share this in a way that is bringing unity, that is bringing comfort? Because there's still hard words to say. Don't get me wrong. God, God still has some hard things to say, but there's a way to say things with love that people will hear them, that people will respond to, that people go, ah, oh, that's the loving God that I'm following. That's the loving God that I want to keep serving. Is it uplifting? Is it bringing unity? Is it encouraging? 
And is it loving? If it is, speak those words. Speak them. God has given each of you a gift, Scripture says, from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you that from the start of time, you have spoken to your people. And thank you that all the times we turned our back on you, you kept pursuing, you kept chasing, you kept providing way after way after way for us to turn back to you, to look to you, to hear from you and be guided by you again. Thank you for your son. Thank you that he came, that he gave up all who he was to come to earth and show us how to live guided by Holy Spirit. God, help us not to forget or, or misrepresent the amazement of Jesus' life on earth, led by Holy Spirit. Help us to live like he did, reliant on you, with confidence in you, knowing that your way is the most life-giving way that there is. God, thank you that Jesus paid the price for us. And thank you that because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, that Holy Spirit could be poured out for all of us, for all those who choose to call you Lord. God, help us remember to listen to your Spirit. Help us to set time aside to listen to your Spirit. Help us to be people who build up the church, who build up each other, who are united with you and united with each other as we walk through the chaos of a world that looks to themselves. Help us be different. Help us to love. Help us to speak love. Help us to live love. Amen. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.